Good morning. It's good to see you all over this morning. Prayer requests this morning. Prayer requests. Okay. Jan's Aunt Catherine. All the folks in the state and the surrounding area of the state just lost their homes to the flood. Okay. All those that's been affected by the affected by the storm the last couple of days. Any other prayer requests? Linda Hawkman has taken a car for the wire Okay. Okay. Linda Hoffman and her family. Continue to remember Christa and her family. Okay. Linda Hoffman and her family. Christa and her family. Any others? If not, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Almighty God, we thank You for this day to many blessings of life. We thank You for this opportunity to come together this morning to be able to worship and serve You. We ask, Father, that everything we do today, Father, in word and song and deed, Father, be done pleasing to You. We ask, Lord, that uh, You would continue to use us as Your hands and feet. We thank You for this church, and we ask, Lord, to continue to let us be a light shining in darkness. We pray, Father, for those who have lost loved ones. We ask you to comfort them in their time of loss. We ask, Father, that they may feel your mighty arm of comfort around them at this very moment. We pray for the sick and the dying. We ask, Lord, that you would be in the midst of that, that you'd give them the healing touch, Lord, where you see fit, whether it be the divine healing or the physical healing. Lord, we leave that up to you. We pray, Father, for this great nation. We pray for its leaders. We ask you to lead God and direct them, that you would let them lean upon your understanding and not their own and all the decisions that they make. We pray for our men and women and our forces, those who are at home, those who are abroad. We ask you to put a hedge of protection around them, keep them safe from harm. We ask, Lord, that you'd be with their families and their absence, that you'd give them that peace that passes all understanding. And Father, as we prepare our hearts and our minds and our souls for uh, next Sunday for the Easter season, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I ask, Father, that today as we celebrate Palm Sunday that we may uh, think about what truly, truly matters to us. We pray, Father, especially for the lost, we ask that you lead God and direct them, put someone on their path, that they may come to know and accept your Son, Jesus, as their Lord and Savior, whether it be one of us or someone else. Father, we, we know and trust that you'll give us the right thing to say at exactly the right time. We pray all this in the name of your Son, Jesus, who taught us to pray as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, how will be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. If you would please stand, if you're able, as we affirm the Apostles' Creed. Christians, what do you believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, 
who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. At this time, Johnny Weatherford is going to come and present a presentation to us. Uh, and then after that, Jan's going to do her children's moment. So, Johnny, if you would please come. All right. Thank you. Uh, I want to talk about some things that the Lord has done for, for all of us. I mean, He made a lot of wonderful things. He made the world. He made the sun and the stars and the moon and the rivers and all that. Okay. Uh, the other day it popped up on my phone, artificial heart. Okay. Well, I, I read about it and it was telling how much better that the human heart was than any artificial heart that they could come up with. Okay. And I'm intrigued by numbers. Okay. And, and all. The, the Lord made all that pretty stuff I was talking about, but He also physically made you and me a heart, okay? A blood pump that pumps blood around our lungs and, and brain all the time, you know. Okay? That heart, oh, it, it beats. When it beats three times, it'll pump enough blood to fill up a cup. Okay? Three times. Enough blood to pump up the cup. Okay? It, it beats 75 times around that in a minute. Okay? Alright? In four minutes, you'll pump enough blood to fill up this bucket. Adult heart now. In four minutes, pump enough blood to fill up this bucket. Okay? That is, an, that is in, in the heart beats 100,000 times in a day. 24 hours, 100,000 times it beats a day. In 24 hours, it'll pump enough blood to fill this bucket up 400 times. 400 times. And that's something that the Lord give you and He give me. Okay? Alright. Then it gets, if you, when you get deeper with it, it, it it'll build, it'll pump a million gallons every, thir every 17 months. Okay? A million gallons. Alright? Oh. That means when you're 71 years old like me, your heart has pumped over 50 million gallons of blood. Okay? Well, I can't understand that. Okay, the water tank at Red Bay holds 325,000 gallons. Okay, my heart has pumped enough blood in my lifetime to fill that water tank up 150 times. Okay? And that's a heart that the Lord gave me and He gave all of you. Alright, another way you can look at it. If you had the blood that my heart has pumped in these gallon jugs and set them end to end and had a bridge they'd reach to Russia. Now think about that. That's something that the Lord made me, and He made every one of you. Every one of us got one. 
Now Lee's, his is done, Paul. A million gallons, more than mine. So his may be about more. But anyway, that's something physical that the Lord made us all, you know. Let us pray. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for the heart that you made us all. Dear Heavenly Father, please help us to live our lives for you. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. We're going to make a parade. Come on, we're going to make a big circle around with the palms. Come on, my friends. Jesus was riding on, sweetheart. In front, and, and, and they were going, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Because their king was coming. Their king. Now, they really didn't know. They kind of thought he was an earthly king. But they didn't know 
that it really was the king of the universe. The king of the universe. Nine. Uh, Jesus has lots of surprises. If you, I want, I want y'all to peep around at the adults. If you've had a surprise from Jesus, adults, raise your hand. If he's given you a surprise. Best surprise I ever got. Ever, the best surprise I ever got was from Jesus. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And I, Plum and I are going in just a minute, but I've got something to read before I go. Lord Jesus, you have a surprise for us every day. Children love surprises. We love to open something and something special be in it. And you are the God of surprises. You are the soul of surprises. Because you have something wonderful in store for us every day of our lives. Thank you so much for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, now y'all go back to your seats. And before I sit down, if I get the fog off my glasses, I have a card I want to read. It says, thanks uh, to thank each of you. Thank you so much for the wonderful meal and for being there in my hardest times. Your love and compassion mean so much. I love each and every one of you. Knowing people nice as you gives life a brighter touch. And so to each and all of you, thanks very, very much. Thank you, Krista. Krista, I guess this has been the hardest thing this church has ever done in recent years because it's been an eight-month journey. And Lynn got healed. And he's going to experience Easter in a way that we'll never know until we meet there. But you know, we did what the church was supposed to do. We, we prayed him home. And uh, I'm grateful. I said this when Sandra died, and I'm going to say it one more time. There's one thing when you go through what Krista's just been through and what we went through, all of us in this room have been through. We become better, not because of your suffering, but because your suffering made us lean closer into the Lord. And if there's any good that comes out, maybe that's it. All right, Scoot, go kiddos. Good morning. Have your Bibles with you this morning. Turn to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. When you there, say amen. Matthew chapter 21, beginning in verse 1, and the Scripture says, As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there, with her coat by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, See your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a coat the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. 
they brought the donkey and the coat and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. As a very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? And the crowds answered, This is Jesus the prophet from Nazareth and Galilee. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for the reading of your word. I pray now, Father, that you'd open our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our senses, that we'd be receptive to your word, that we'd take and apply it to our lives, that we may be better disciples of your son, Jesus. I pray now, Father, that you'd use me as your humble vessel, speaking your word through me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. amen. How many of you like parades? Like parades? Like parades? You like seeing a, a big gathering and fire trucks and the floats and the candy that they throw and all that kind of good stuff, right? You like the parades. Well, the day that Jesus entered into Jerusalem on the other side of the town, the governor was entering into Jerusalem and he was having a, a big to-do. He was coming in on a white stallion and all these things and people were gathered out and were celebrating his coming into Jerusalem. And some of the officials saw that Jesus was kind of stealing his thunder. The people were crying out for Jesus. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And in another passage of Scripture, the Gospel is recorded that uh, the officials asked Jesus to quieten the crowds, to tell them to be quiet. And Jesus told them, so well, if, if I say for them to be quiet, I tell you the truth, even the rocks here in the hills will cry out for me. So what's the point, right? What's the point of telling them to be quiet? And these people, they begin to, as it said, they begin to take branches and pull them off and lay them in front of the donkey on the road that Jesus may be able to come into Jerusalem on a path laid for Him, showing honor to Him. Even some of them took their cloaks off and laid on them. They were celebrating who Jesus was. But as Jan mentioned, they had the misconception of what Jesus had come to do. They thought He had come to set up an earthly kingdom. That He was going to come in and overthrow the Roman government and everything was going to be great. That He was going to set up and establish His kingdom for them to live in. But He came to do something far greater than to set up an earthly kingdom. Amen. He came to give His life so that we would have an opportunity to stand before God as righteous. He left everything that He knew in order to come and be a servant. We're talking about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, riding into a town on the colt of a donkey. He should have been coming into town with a team of white stallions and a chariot made of gold. People adorning Him as He come through, singing His praises, giving all honor and glory and praise to Him. Jesus could have even said, Hey, look, I'm fixing to give my life for you. I'm fixing to die on the cross of Calvary for you. I expect to have the streets paved with gold. 
I expect to have a chariot made of gold. I expect to have a team of white stallions. I expect a band. I expect a whole parade. And I expect you all to show up and sing my praises. That sounds a lot about how we would act, doesn't it? I'm going to do this for you, but you're going to remember it. You're going to do this for me. Right? That's the way we act. We, we, are, we are not totally giving in of ourselves. Jesus was never selfish. He never said, well, what are you going to do for me? Jesus gave of Himself. So He took the, the lowest place of a servant, riding on the lowest of animals, as He come into Jerusalem, and the people shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. And the crowds ask, who is this? Who is this? This is Jesus the prophet from Nazareth and Galilee. And we know that He's more than just a prophet. He's our Savior. He's the reason that we can stand before God as righteous. That when He looks upon us, He doesn't see our sin and our iniquity. He sees the blood of His, His Son. And atonement for us. Look at Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Philippians chapter 2. We're going to look back up and look at verses 1 through 11. We're going to go back a little bit. You there, say amen. How many of you know that relationships take work? Relationships take work. Billy Joe said hard work. Is that what you said, Billy Joe? Hard work. Hard <laughs> Relationships take work. Not just in marriage, but in friendship. In your work relationship, it takes work. We have to be patient with one another. We have to understand that sometimes our way of thinking isn't always right. Sometimes we have to to bend a little bit to understand that uh, there's other ways to do things, right? So how are we supposed to act as children of God? Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility. Value others above yourself, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. That's how we're supposed to act. That's how we're supposed to treat people. We're supposed to treat people with... Uh, Mercy and forgiveness and compassion and love. Scripture says for us to judge not lest you be judged. So when we find somebody who is in, in need of something or looks like they're needing something or seems like they're in need of something, then we help them or they ask us for help. Sadly, in the day to days, people will go around thriving and praying on people's good hearts. 
They'll prey on people to give them something, money, food, clothing, whatever, when they really don't need it. And that can give us an attitude of, well, why should I help them when I have the feeling that they're going to do something dishonest with it? Right? We have to be careful in that situation that we don't judge. We have to understand that what we are called to do and what God asks us to do, if He says, hey, you need to give to this person, or somebody asks for us to give to them, we give to them. We need to have the understanding that if they can live with it, we can live without it. Amen. It is not our place to judge. And if we do what our heart tells us to do according to God's will for us, then God's going to bless us through it whether that person abused us or not. Amen. So in our relationships, we're supposed to remember and be like-minded and not to think of ourselves as better than others. Verse 5, In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to His own advantage. Rather, He made Himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to death even death on the cross. That Jesus, when He was carried to the cross of Calvary, when He was forced to share and bear the cross Himself, He took that sin and shame that we had created and He bore it Himself. He didn't say a word when they beat Him with a whip. He didn't say a word when they put the crown of thorns on His head and they beat Him down on top of Him. He didn't say a word when they pulled the hair from his beard. He didn't say a word when they sped upon him. He just kept carrying the cross. He bore the load for us. Our sin and shame and iniquity is what held him on the cross of Calvary. No one had to hold him down on the cross as they drove nails into his hands and feet. We did that. We did that. And He loved us so much that He just laid there. And He took it. He bore our sins so that we wouldn't have to. Kind of humbling, isn't it? Kind of humbling to think that God took your sin and shame and iniquity and He bore it to the cross of Calvary, allowing them to put Him to death for you. And for me. All because He wanted us to have the opportunity to stand before His Father as righteous. He left everything that He knew. He left the throne room of God and all the riches and glory of everything that He had. All because God loved us. So much He wanted to make a way for us. And Jesus came and took the role of a servant. Verse 9. Therefore God exalted Him to the highest place and gave Him the name that is above every name. 
that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He didn't say, I made him just a little bit higher than the angels. I, I made him where he's, he's, he's just right here with me. He's, he's just a little better than you are. He didn't say that. He says that God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven on earth and under the earth. And every tongue. What all has a tongue? Think about that. We want to kind of sum it up and think, well, this human beings are going to praise God. No. Every tongue confess. And acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's our Jesus. That's who we serve. That's who gave His life for us. That's who the people were crying out for. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. They were glorifying Him for what He was doing for them. We come together this morning on Palm Sunday to remember what Jesus has done for us, His entry and coming into the world to set up not an earthly kingdom, but a heavenly one. As we prepare our hearts and our minds and our souls for Easter, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we praise His name this morning when we should do it every day. Every morning when we awaken with breath in our lungs, we should give glory, honor, and praise to God for what He's done for us and who He is to us. Psalm 118. Psalm 118, verses 1 and 2. And there say amen. Psalm 118. <clears throat> Scripture says, get into verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say, His love endures forever. How many of you know anything that lasts forever? Not even the Energizer battery lasts forever. The bunny says and it keeps going and going. But guess what? Eventually, it'll run out. Eventually, it'll run out. God's love will endure forever no matter what happens his love will always endure his love endured so much that he loved us and sent his one and only son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life 
Look at verse 19. And the psalmist says, Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Remember when Jesus came into the temple, He said, I'll tear the temple down and rebuild it in three days. The temple will be torn down and be rebuilt in three days. And what did they say? It took years to do this. He's talking mad. That the temple's going to be torn down and be built back in three days? He doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't have a clue. He says in the cornerstone that the builders rejected will become the cornerstone. He wasn't talking about the temple that was built with human hands. He was talking about His body. He was talking about Himself being that stone that the builders rejected. That stone that the world rejected was going to become the cornerstone. That everything of faith was going to hinge upon Jesus Christ. He says, destroy it and I'll rebuild it in three days. Amen. Verse 24. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord we bless You. The Lord is good. And He has made His light shine on us. With bells in hand, join in the festival procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God and I will praise You. You are my God and I will exalt You. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. When's the last time you truly gave thanks to the Lord? Because His love endures forever. shouldn't be just Palm Sunday that we sing His praises. should be every day. should be every day that we rend our hearts and say, Lord, thank You. I praise Your holy name for who You are and for what You've done, what you've done for me. Because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen? Johnny talked about this morning how God made that heart for us that pumped, Johnny, how many did you say millions of gallons as of today for you? 50, 50 million gallons of blood his heart's pumped up to the day for him. 50 million gallons. And the Lord loves us so much that He gave us a heart capable of doing that. That all He asks for you to do is rend your heart and accept that Jesus was sent into this world to make an atonement for your sin. So that you can stand before Him as righteous. And that we can give thanks to the Lord. For He is good. 
and his love endures forever. Let us pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, your, your love does endure all things. And forever, Lord, it seems a long time for us because we, we base our time on years and months and hours and days. But Father, Your love is in Your timing. And a day to You can be like a thousand years. And Your Word says that Your love endures forever. And for those of us who know Your Son, Jesus, as our Lord and Savior, we will experience forever and ever and ever an eternity with You in heaven. And Father, we pray for those who don't know Your Son, Jesus, this morning that they may feel compassion from You, Father, and from us and from others that they come in contact with, and love and mercy and forgiveness, that their hearts may be rendered, that they may be able to say, the Lord is good and His love endures forever, that they may accept Your Son Jesus as their Lord and Savior. All these things we ask and pray in Your Son's precious holy name. Amen and amen. amen. This time, if you would, would you please stand? I'm going to offer a prayer for our offering. And then I'm going to offer the benediction. Bronner, would you care to go and get Jan for me? She said there's going to be a surprise. Let us pray. Father, we thank You for this opportunity that we can give back to You a portion of what You so blessed us with. We ask, Father, that You bless both the gift and the giver. That You use these tithes and offerings to glorify Your kingdom around the world. And Father, be with us now as we go out into the world. Help us to be Your children. Help us to be able to praise Your holy name and say, Father, that You are good. And to confess with our heart and our mind that Your love endures forever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. amen.